Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Welcome to Wild and Crazy Guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, October 12th. 2021 you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big exports radio tj walker nick roush justin kalen on your tuesday morning hope everybody's having a great start to their day yesterday's show a lot of fun a lot to talk about and that isn't changed today that has not changed today whatsoever we still have a lot to get to today we're going to have fun, as we always do on Kentucky Roll Call from 7 to 9 on Big X Sports Radio. More slightly bad news to talk about on today's show than yesterday. It's very jovial yesterday. We were excited. We were pumped. Rightfully so. We're still, like I said, going to look forward to this Georgia game on Saturday. But did get uh, some bad news in some different areas yesterday regarding Kentucky. We will talk about that. But overall sentiment, going to be happy. Send your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You send it in. We read it on air. I'm TJ Walker, joined by Nick Roush. Nick, how are you? I pulled a Trevor Kelsey, TJ. I've been sitting on my computer for like 10 minutes. And uh, his old move was let's get to the radio station at like 6.53 but then stay in our car and smoke a cigarette for 10 minutes. I almost did that and just completely forgot to hop on for the show. No, you were smoking cigarettes at your computer. Smoking cigs, huh? Mm -hmm. Huh. Smoking cigs, uh, pounding some Thornton's coffee. Uh, Man, really, the foo-foo places, you got to wait in line. Not at Thornton's yet. Pop right in, boom, fill her up, get on out. Download uh, the Refreshing Rewards app. And text into Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And, and let's not act like that was the norm with Trevor. That was that, that was like the first four months he'd do that. And then that quickly just turned into, why am I getting here early and sitting in my car? Why why don't I just wait as long as possible to leave? And then I don't have to worry about sitting in my car. I'll just come straight in. But Because uh, that you know that's when he was getting there, like 7.15-ish sort mm-hmm. of deal. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I do. I do remember when he'd just sit in his car. It'd be like 7.02. We'd worry about if he was there or not. But he didn't let, let, let us down. Not yet, at least. Not, not yet. Justin, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I, uh, I woke up this morning, and my nose wasn't as runny, so I think we're heading in the right Ooh. direction. Oh, Did you take allergy guys, pills? Probably not, right? No way. Nope. Who knows? Yeah, he's gonna leave probably, us. Yeah. He's gonna leave us guessing, though. He that's, really that's is. For sure. I love the cliffhanger yeah. of those scoots. Yeah, it, internet is awful this morning. No, uh, no, not the internet. Uh, you sound great on our end. Yeah, you do. You really. Well, do that's guessing. good. Yeah. Yeah, you sound phenomenal. Well, to complete the cliffhanger, I, was, I just said that I woke up without a runny nose this no, morning, no, so we, we're headed in the right direction. Yeah, we heard we heard that part, and then we followed okay. it up with, "Did you take an allergy pill?" Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm taking an allergy pill four days in a row, boys. Look at me oh, go. wow. Wow. Taking medicine like an adult. We're so proud of you, Scoots. All right. Look Justin, at me go. A little heads up. Four days in a row, you turn that into every day, and you may not have the the, the, the thing in the first place. This is true, but uh, that also might make me an addict. I don't know. Oh, wow. 
Don't want to be an addict. That's a, that, that's a good point. Roush, well, you were going to say something. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you ever have those nights where you're just like, well, I'm losing this bet. Everything's falling apart. I'm just going to go to bed early. And then you wake up and you see that Hollywood Brown scored the game-winning touchdown, so you win your fantasy game. Oh, and the Ravens came back and won in overtime. Shout-out to Rodrigo Blankenship for the missed field goal. You hit your money line parlay, too. So, man, going to be a great day. Going to be a great day. Great Tuesday for Nick Roush. You weren't up for it? You didn't see it? No, no. It was like 22 to – six or nine or something i was like screw this i'm going to bed i i had the ravens in this in our survivor the krc survivor league so i I was super lucky uh to to come out the other side of that one the ravens were lucky to win but it it is super impressive to see kind of lamar be able to turn it on and change change a game that quickly his biggest comeback in his nfl career 19 points the colts looked like they were in cruise control and a bad weekend for NFL kickers. Rodrigo Blankenship misses the game yeah. winner after the Colts uh, kind of are shocked and stunned that the Ravens rave would even come back, but they have a chance to win it in regulation. His kick was nowhere even close. And Roush, I can only hope that this is a sign that this is going to be a bad week for Georgia. It started with their yes. dorky former kicker who's now in the NFL, who, by the way, that may have been like the first field goal I've ever seen him miss when watching him play. I right. feel like I say that every time, and I actually have seen him miss another one because I made a big deal about it, but I don't remember when that was. So for all intents and purposes, that was the first time I've ever seen that four-odd little kicker, uh, and he's a great kicker. But it, that's the first time I've seen him miss. So I can only assume this means that there are some vibes out there for the Georgia game. They're bad for the Bulldogs, good for the Cats, and Rodrigo Blankenship can take out a second and second. He really, he really can. So you love to see it. Um, you love to see the Colts fall apart. You also love to see the part where I turned it over uh, it, it was the part where Lamar turned it over. The dude fumbles at like the one yard line, getting ready to go into the end zone. And the Colts, I know it got overturned where they didn't end up returning it for a touchdown. They said it was a illegal forward lateral, but. It, it was a 99-yard scooping score. And I, I think my favorite part of the Lamar Jackson experience, TJ, is that he has turned into, like, all all the haters who, oh, he's not a quarterback, he's a thrower. Like, he's turned into a good quarterback that can throw the ball and push the ball vertically down the field and still do all those crazy things with his legs. But he's also still doing the one thing that Kentucky fans will always give him hell for, and that's fumbling, especially in the red zone near the goal line. Yeah, always funny. Makes for good tweets. Pretty oh, hilarious. But uh, Louisville fans that have certainly not had a lot to cheer about, a lot have kind of flocked over to Lamar Jackson and the Raiders or the Raver, the Ravens. We will talk about the Raiders. I promise you that. I've got that written down as well. But uh, they they flock to them. And you know what? Everybody needs something to make them smile. If it's the Ravens coming back on Monday Night Football against the Colts, a really bad Colts team, no offense to our Indianapolis listeners and, and friends, but uh, they, they, need a, they need a quarterback in a big way. Jonathan Taylor looked pretty good, though. No denying that. Uh, so, you know what? If that makes our, our U of all friends happy, Roush, so be it, right? Let them have something. Yeah. Let them Did have you, it. 
Did you all see the stat? Probably not on based on what time y'all went to bed, but the Colts were 120 and zero when leading by 17 in the fourth quarter in their history. Oh, the best part of that stat too, Justin. So uh, Duke woke up early and the replay was on. So I watched like, you know, into the fourth quarter in overtime. When they shared that stat, Steve Levy said the last time they had lost a game after being up 16 points in the fourth quarter was actually their last game as the Baltimore Colts before moving to Indianapolis. Wow, I missed that. That's cool. <laughs> That's crazy. That Absolutely is, that, crazy. That is crazy. Did not see that stat, did not know that. Uh, I must have been flipped over to the Red Sox game because that was another crazy, crazy game. Fun playoff baseball. I know – And I fall into this boat, unless it's my team, like I don't watch a ton of playoff baseball. And really, if like the Red Sox aren't in the playoffs or we're never in the playoffs, I I seem to sometimes just phase baseball out by the time October even rolls around. But that series was as good as a ALDS that I can ever remember, especially one that didn't go the distance to a fifth game. But Boston gets a 5-0 lead, big third inning to go up 5-0. You know, five runs, sometimes that can be enough. An important do-or-death baseball game probably wasn't. Sure enough, the Rays slowly chip away, chip away. They tie it in the eighth, but another walk-off for the Red Sox. They'll head to the ALCS where they will wait for the winner of the Houston Astros or the Chicago White Sox. Red Sox will be on the road for either one of those games. I'm talking about the Red Sox like they're the home team. They're my home team. They're, They're the team that I like. So I'm happy about that. Uh, Then the Dodgers, who I think have as much talent pretty much as any baseball team in our lifetime, they are game away from elimination. At home, Dodger Stadium, they lose one nothing. Couldn't even get a single run to to potentially extend that game. Uh, The Giants really really good as well. So they go two up in two one in that series. Uh, You have the Braves winning, which you can hear on Big X Sports Radio. They beat the Brewers. They're up 2-1 in that one, and then, like I said, the Astros up 2-1. So the Red Sox, first team to move on to that next round. We'll see who will be joining them probably later today, all things considered. But, Justin, did you watch any of that baseball game? I did not, but I was just going to chime in and say the Braves are my new team, for what it's worth. Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, abandoning the Cincinnati They've They've always been my number two, but I think I came to the conclusion last night that they're my new number one. Love the Braves. I do. I think we've talked about this before. I do feel like growing up, Roush, that friends were mostly either Reds fans, but Braves are number two, even more so than Cardinals, even more so than Cubs. I knew a ton of Braves fans growing up, growing up, just because they were always on TV in Louisville. Right, superstation. You know, parents mm-hmm. grew up watching them on TBS, um, and they were good in the '90s. That always helps when we were, you know, seven, eight, nine years old. Right, which that's why, like, uh, my buddy, I, I'm happy for him. He was at the Ravens game last night, and the Giants won. And he's he he did the thing where he hopped on the Giants bandwagon with Barry Bonds and never hopped off. And I can appreciate that. Like, if if I'm a kid right now, and I, there's going to be a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans 20, 30 years from now. I just mm-hmm. hope they stay on that bandwagon even when Patrick Mahomes is long gone. I'll be super interested to see. I, I know, like, you know, my, my buddy Big Bag Dave, who's been on this show plenty of times, they, him and a friend and their significant others flew to Baltimore for that Chiefs-Baltimore game. That, that's not, like, an easy ticket. That's not an easy trip necessarily to make. I'm mm-hmm. curious about this new generation of U L fans that have, that have kind of grown to be Ravens fans. What happens yeah. when Lamar's not quarterback there anymore? 
is this just sort of a we are Lamar fans, so we'll be a fan of the Ravens, or you know what, Baltimore is our new NFL team. I didn't have one to begin with, so I needed to find one eventually. Maybe that's and I'm curious about that as well. Same with the Chiefs fans growing up, and uh, you gotta while we're kind of on this topic, this weird topic, it we've probably got generation a generation of fans in this town, Roush, that. Ew, do we really want to cheer for that red team that always stinks and always has scandal? And mm, you yeah. gotta wonder what that that what that's doing. Their 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 struggles because they've had plenty of them. Uh, but we'll talk about all that stuff. Send your text into the Thornton's text line, please. 502-414-1450. And uh, speaking of UL fans, that that show yesterday, a lot of people venting, a lot of folks with stuff on their mind. Rasha kind of reminded me we've been through it all doing KRC for. As long as we have, it's we're coming up on what year number four coming up here, which is pretty crazy. But whatever it is, we are uh, we've had good shows, we've had bad shows. We, like I mentioned yesterday, we've had stretches that were great, stretches that were bad. It is a reminder that you hear from folks more when things are bad. It always yeah. kind of weird to me. Yeah. Um. Well, I think you probably get more listeners when they're joyous. But you probably get more interactions and feedback when they're mad because they want to tell you why you're mad and why everything is terrible. So I understand. It's, well, and just people and people in general just like to complain, no matter what it's about. And so if, if they can, if they can vent and have people hear that, they're going to do it. That's true. That's true. And when things are bad, everybody's got an opinion. When things are good, it's just kind of shut up and and let uh, let whatever good things are happening happening. But surprises me when my teams are doing well i just want to talk about it i want to be all about it but uh, and a lot of you folks are on the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 but if you're looking for a little bit of bad news you've sadly come to the right place uh, i would like to think that maybe tyler and ashlyn didn't uh, cross his fingers hard enough roush whatever it may have been mm-hmm. we were hopeful we were wishing we were praying Oxendon, not the news we were hoping for. He'll be right. out for the season. Overall, while it's a terrible break for him, for somebody that was coming into his own, at least it wasn't the worst-case injury possible. Right. And you may be saying, what are you talking about? He's out for the season. It absolutely was. He'll come back 110%, and that's the good news. That Because with big guys like that, if you're going under the knife and they're cutting and slicing and dicing and doing that, you always wonder about if you're going to have that little kickback and be able to get a strong and have that force in your lower body that you need. We won't have to worry about that with him. So that is a bright spot. The bad news is UK is so thin now at that position, Roush, but he'll be out for the season. Mark Stoops announced yesterday. Yeah. And there, the thing is too, is like the first reaction my brother had was like, well, why doesn't he just play through? It's just a meniscus because a lot of people do play through torn meniscus um a, a tear a tear in there but apparently it was a complete that's what i heard it was it was completely torn um i'm not sure why mark shoops was very vague about it but it's actually like you said it is good news that this isn't an injury that's a year-long recovery thing it's like a six to eight weeks type deal to the point that you know i mean he, he could if, if you're playing in a big bowl game he could be back for that in theory um just depending on rehab, all that. He's a bigger guy, so it takes longer. The, well, the worst part about the news was the news comes out as he's being named co-defensive lineman of the week by the SEC. <laughs> Literally coming off his best performance to date, he had two sacks, and then they announce, yeah, but Ox is done. It's it's tough. 
<sighs> real tough pill to swallow and the the sad reality is is that Kentucky can do some things they can move some people around but as Soup said you can't really hide there, there's no hiding anybody from this Georgia team they're going to run right at whoever's playing that spot now that Ox is out and I, that's that's got me worried. It just does. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can maybe withstand the blow without Boy McCall because you've got two really talented guys there. But Oxendown's position was a question going into the season. You said, all right, we want this either redshirt senior or this rising redshirt freshman to step up and take that spot. He did. Now he's out. And so you're left kind of scrambling. I think Trayvon Ripka is going to play an important role. But how exactly where that where he fits in, I don't know, but uh, Amor Stewart's got his hands full going back to his home state this weekend. I'd I'd love for you to make me feel feel better about what that position is going to look like. I know you just mentioned a few names. Any reason for like, hey, this could not be a good thing, but maybe don't worry so much because X Y Z. Go. Uh... And maybe and maybe the answer is no, like this is this is horrible news for this Georgia game. So it's not good. That's gonna be tough. But maybe somewhere down the road it could be better. And and you're not gonna wait forever for Bowley. He will come back hopefully at some point and uh, assuming he doesn't have a minor setback. But gosh, it's such an important position and it's kind of been where Kentucky's been able to not have to worry so much. So maybe Justin Rogers has enough wickle to play that spot. I don't know. I don't know how much they want to put on his plate, but to be completely honest with all of our listeners here, I really wanted a boule to, to have a good year. I've always liked the kid and I, I appreciate his candor and his work ethic to really try to improve. But I just don't think he has, I don't think he has that kind of killer nastiness in there. Quill Saunders might, but he's just a true freshman. And Whenever Abule's in the game, opponents are just like, okay, we're going to run it at that guy. And that's what they've been doing, and it's worked. Like, it, it, it has worked well. Whenever there's a big run, when you saw those big runs against LSU, it was because they were running right at him. So, I I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't. I wish Justice Dingle was, was good enough. Like, he, he should be playing a role for this team, but he's not. I, I don't know why. I don't I don't. I don't think it's because he's hurt. Um, I know Sam and Nelly, I heard he was dinged up. He could be used maybe to spell Pascal and then you kick Ribka down. Like they have some bodies in there, but there's none that I trust. Like I was trusting Oxendine going into last week. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And that's kind of what my fear is in, in the exact same regard. Maybe Stoops, I, I can't imagine Stoops is just going to say, well, shucks, we're thin at this position. Georgia's really attacking us there. They know that we've got blood in the water, and ho-hum, that's just life. Guess we're just stuck. You know, maybe at that point they just say, all right, make Georgia beat us on the corners, and we, we're not letting them gash us up the middle. We'll, we'll bring as much pressure up the middle that we can. We'll bring as many bodies up the middle that we can, and, and they're going to have to throw over top of us, of us, and we'll take our chances with that. I maybe that's what Stoops ultimately decides to end up doing. 
Uh, admittedly, I know there's more people out there that know more about the X's and O's in football than I do. We've got one of them on the show here. It just it screams really, really bad news. And luckily, after this game, you get the bye week. Not saying that you're you're not going to be getting Oxendon back after the bye week. You're not going to be getting Bully after the bye week. But everybody else can hopefully rest up a little bit. You get more time to prepare for how do we kind of fix what do we do with this position? What do we figure out here mm-hmm. for the intermediate? Maybe you could get Bully back later for Tennessee. That would be huge if you could. That would be absolutely colossal if you could. But that yeah, okay. bye week's coming at a good time. I just wish that it was going to result in more people getting healthy. Here is a seemingly positive spin or like to your point, they Kentucky's proven that in putting a pinch, they can find a way to have a nice patch put over it. Um, go back to that South Carolina game in 2017 where Boogie Watson had not played middle linebacker all year. I forgot who got hurt. I think it was Cash, maybe. I think that was when Cash might have broken his hand and he he missed like a week or two before coming back. I'm I'm not exactly certain, but they they moved they moved Boogie into middle linebacker for like a break glass in case of emergency type deal. And when that was needed, he made the tackle on fourth and goal that stopped him, that stuffed the run that kept South Carolina in the end zone and helped Kentucky ultimately win the game. Now, you're gonna need more out of these guys that are going to be tasked to play this spot because it's less than a pinch. Like this is going to have to be a full-time type deal where you're rotating two or three guys in there, but Kentucky's found ways before. So uh, there's, you can definitely say that there's a chance that they can put it together uh, again for this big time matchup with Georgia. That's just the biggest difference is this Georgia team is very good, very physical in the trenches and, they don't make a lot of guys like Ox, you know, he, he's Ox for a reason. So really hate it for the kid. I, I got a lot of uh, JJ Weaver vibes from this TJ, like in the middle of one of his best games. So uh, ho- hopefully it leads to a, a great comeback season in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. And the, one of the most surprising things about JJ Weaver is kind of came back sooner than we thought, or at least looked better faster than we thought. He, he would look and uh, yeah, if that, if that also applies to Oxendon, that'd be great. Probably not this season, like you mentioned, maybe an outside shot at a bowl game, but but most likely done. Wouldn't see him till next season, but you're right. And, and the type of injury should be full recovery, ready to go. And his future is really bright. The future of that position's really, really bright. Uh, but some guys are going to need to step up in the intermediate. We'll have to wait and see who that is. Not the only injury, unfortunately with UK that we need to talk about. We're going to hit a commercial break. We will come back. We'll get to the other one. Keep the text coming into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And then we're going to have more fun later in the show. We can promise you that. This is KRC. I'm Big X, TJ Walker, Nick Rodgers, Justin Kaler. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Here I am, baby. Come and take me. Here I am, baby. 
Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 961 FM. It's the AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen here. On your Tuesday morning, we'd mentioned it already. Popeye Thornton's on your way into the office this morning for delicious coffee. No wait, no lines, easy in, easy out, and you're going to be getting better value and better quality than you'll get at those fancy schmancy places, as Roush called them. Or you, you, what foo foo, foo foo, sure, foo foo, yeah, yes, uh, donuts. It's what yeah. I call all the stuff out in Lindy Town. Lindy Town <laughs> is far from foo foo. It's as blue collars it, Louisville gets here. You actually got a really nice Thorns there in Lindy Town too, right we there. We do, on the and, that's, and I, I will say that that one's always popping. Thankfully, it's not like some other stop in shops where they only always have one person working and you actually could sometimes get some lines because that mm. place is always bumping uh it, it's they're the people always are leaving with food in the mornings donuts obviously i will coffee. say there was the last time we stopped in there the slushy machine was down so we had to get back on the right side of town to get a slushy for duke so second lenny town <laughs> what's not- yeah, I'm just gonna say you're making that up because that that slushy machine's never been down. What's what's down more, gas station slushy machines or McDonald's ice cream machines? McDonald's ice cream. <laughs> McDonald's I mean, ice cream. Both are, are ridiculous. It's the thing is though is like at least when you go into like if the slushy machine is down, uh, a Thornton's has like 17 now, so there's usually like a bunch of different options, but like. In general, you can get something else at a gas station. When you go to McDonald's to get the soft serve, that's all you want to get. You're not like your your consolation prize. When you get fries, like no, you're Apple there for pie. the ice cream. Yeah, but that's that's not that's not vanilla soft serve. They have up their you know now that the the cinnamon rolls are back at McDonald's and they're full time. They've upped their game a little bit. But you're right, sentiment's correct that you go there, you want ice cream or you want a McFlurry. They don't have it. You're thinking to yourself, why didn't I go to another fast food place with a signature dessert that uh, would have been better than, than what I have to settle for now? I agree with that. And I agree that also it's McDonald's more underwhelming, more disappointing. Yeah, it's... Unless they McDonald's want to sponsor is... us, in which case we would say different things. My family went there our first full day on vacation for lunch. Can we believe that? What? What? Yeah. They, they had the audacity to ask me what I wanted, and I looked at them like they had six heads. I was like, I am not eating there on vacation. I'm just not. Reminds me of, I'm sure a lot of folks have stories like this, but reminds me of the first family vacation I took with the the wife's extended family. We went on a cruise, and we we went out of Baltimore. And I'd never been, I've, I've been to D.C. several a times. Cruise but, out of tropical Baltimore. <laughs> well, I mean, Baltimore is not the destination. You, you leave from that city. Uh, and then, I know, but usually usually the port cities are like Florida, you know. Oh, no, you can, I mean, Seattle's a port Rays, city, New York. Uh, you can you can go out of anywhere. I guess Seattle days. going to Alaska, but where did this cruise from Baltimore go to? We went down to Mexico and uh, a couple other countries. Oh, wow. That's a long way to get to Mexico. It's really like, it, you know, when we left out of New Orleans, it actually took us, lo- believe it or not, it took us longer. And I, I think they can kind of determine how fast they want right. to go or not. Right. But getting out of the Mississippi River in New Orleans took forever just because you have to go so slow and whatnot. But it was kind of funny just being on a boat that huge, just on a river being like, Oh, okay. This is, I wouldn't imagine seeing a huge carnival cruise going down the Ohio or whatnot. Anyways, back to Baltimore. I hadn't actually spent any time there. was excited about it. You hear about all the crab, obviously, and seafood. 
Where do we go for the first night for dinner? We go to Uno's. <laughs> we eventually did go to one of those crab places where they like put down the sheet, you know, and then they dump just like a million different crabs mm-hmm. on there. I guess they're all the same, but uh, we did do that. And that was awesome. Highly recommend if you're ever in Baltimore. I know that's not the only place that does stuff like that, but that was uh, that was delicious. Justin, that's wild. McDonald's is even worse than Uno's. I mean, it's it, it was just a terrible decision. And w- luckily... It provided for a pretty cool moment because one of my nephews is, doesn't care much for McDonald's either. He was like, I hate McDonald's. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go get some shrimp. Just come with me. So I got to have a one-on-one dinner with my oldest nephew. No, yeah. well, it, was, it was nice. I will say I do love the guilt-free fast food trips while road tripping. Now that, oh, doesn't, yes. now, that doesn't mean that once you get to your destination that that trend should continue. It actually should be nipped in the bud right then and there. But, like, if you've got, like, a six-hour drive, Roush, I, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get some chicken fingers from somewhere. Oh, I have it you, on my mind the whole ride. You best believe Friday on the way down to Athens, me and Lucky are stopping at a Bojangles, and I'm getting a spicy chicken biscuit. Oh, I got something to say about Bojangles. Oh. And I don't, know, I don't know how folks are going to like it. I don't know how they're going to take it. Obviously, priority number one when it comes to breakfast is Thornton's Donuts for me. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, I'm not, I'm not a maniac. Obviously, that's the best thing out there. Bojangles breakfast is better than any other fast food breakfast. Obviously, Thornton's is, you know, a shop. You go in there and you, you pop yeah. in. I'm not, I'm not considering that fast right. food. But in terms of, you know, like drive-through places, it Bojangles breakfast is amazing. Their breakfast chicken sandwich, highly recommend. There's only like two in Louisville, and neither one's in. Well, I don't even know if they're in Louisville. One's in Shelby County. And uh, I don't even know where the other one is, but yeah, I had no idea that there was one in the Louisville. There's one right off 64. Highly recommend. It's once you get to like Shelbyville ish, and probably it is, the Simpsonville exit. Yeah, yeah, it may even be the Simpsonville exit, but it's um, it's delicious. Highly recommend. Roush, try to plan your trip where you're going there in the morning. I think it's just the same chicken, but it just hits a little different in the morning. Yeah, and I think there's kind of a, no- a nice novelty of chicken in the morning. Just, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't something we grew up with. It feels like it's more of a recent fad. So that's what makes it even more special. It's really I don't know if- different. And also, Chick-fil-A suck it for getting rid of your spicy chicken biscuits. I love wow. those things. Yeah, they were pretty good. They were um, really good. That was my yeah. favorite thing they had, and they took they, it off the menu. They deserve first, a suck what, it. Grilled chicken. Who the hell wants... God, get that garbage out of here. I like the grilled chicken to begin with, but now it's, it's not the same for me. I don't know what it, what their deal is. Oh, also Bojangles, their breakfast, you know, as so many places will do, they'll do like a little like hash brown side sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Their their hash brown sides are ginormous. Like think of like Chick-fil-A's little mini hash browns, you know? Right. And then and I'm not exaggerating, times it by 155. Wow. You've times got me that- even more more fired up for my road trip this weekend. I, I didn't think I could get more excited, but you've done it, TJ. You've, Bas- you've basically each one is just its own individual fried potato. Well, they're huge and they're delicious. How, do they, how does it stack up to McDee's? Well, everybody knows how I feel about McDonald's yeah. hash browns, but That's in terms of the in terms of the hash brown game, this is probably the closest thing to it. And okay. some and you can make a case that it's even debatably better because you just get more of it. Like you get. What you get in a Bojangles would probably be the equivalent of three McDonald's hash browns, or at least wow. two. Sold. And Sold. yes, or McDonald's probably a little bit better, probably. But then when you mix in the chicken with the size of the hash browns, 
Bojangies all the way. All the way. Bojangies. It's great. It's great. <laughs> KFC just has been getting left in the dust by Bojangies and Popeyes. And what are we doing here? Like, KFC used to be a prideful organization, and now they're – now they got rid of their wedges, idiots. They have fries now, though. I know, that's dumb. Their wedges were the best thing that they had as a side. Mother really, really dumb by KFC. Um, that's what happens when they ditch the Kentucky in their name. They're abandoning their roots. Really, really steams my biscuits, which, uh, by the way, Bojangles, great biscuits as well. But uh, this has me, weirdly enough, Roush, hungry for a little Salsaritas on a Taco Tuesday. Wow. Amazing I just figured since we're talking, while, while we're talking food, we may as well wrap it all up right here. Yep. We should. Because Two locations Salsa Rita's is great. Middletown has a drive through St. Math- St. Matthew's renovated at the end of the summer, which you got to go check that that one out. They have the best Powerade if you're into Fountain Powerades. It's just weird how that Powerade hits a little differently. Uh, very, very delicious, but uh, you're going there for the burritos. You're going there for the tacos on Taco Tuesday. You're going there for the quesadillas where the cheese just slowly kind of hangs out of it and it's like oh no is it gonna hit the ground but nope you pick it up and you make sure it's gonna hit your mouth before it goes anywhere it's so good that's not even talking about the wildly addicted chips the hot spicy salsa that will make you having to drink on some water or you can be like scooter and go with the mild play it safe nothing wrong with that except you're medium get made medium yeah you go with the mild and uh nothing wrong with that you may get made fun of a little bit if you're on a morning radio show but if not you should probably be okay all things considered uh, and download the app it's going to save you time it's going to save you money and it's easy as could be just salseritas and then when you go there you'll pull it up you'll scan it it's it's easy as could be and like we said, going to save you some cash. You'll eventually get a free entree. You refer a friend. They'll get a free entree. You'll get $10. Win-win for everybody when you go to Saucerita's, and we appreciate them being a partner with Kentucky Roll Call. All right, that was a fun food discussion. Got well, my mind. One more, one more food thing. I wanted oh. to tell you all, I made a – I put a peanut butter and jelly in my air fryer last night. What? Life-changing. I've what? heard of that. Life-changing. It was awesome. I bet that's pretty good because you get a it little is. melty peanut butter. You just um, got to put bu- just bread. butter the bread, and it's awesome. Three minutes on 300 each side. Hmm. Okay. I've well. heard of it. Uh, I'd be willing to try it. Weirdly enough, I did tell the wife the other day that like I want to get back in the PB&J game. I haven't been since like seventh grade. And yeah. just kind of had a weird like hankering for one the other day. So it's just uh, um, I, I will, I'll give that a go, Justin. P- peanut butter and jelly is a great um, – meal filler when you know you don't got much around like oh this will fill me up good but it fills you up good because it is just carbs and sugar so that's the it's you got to be tricky that's like the how do you gain weight at night you drink a glass of milk and eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich so you know there's a reason is that a saying that's that's like what like football coaches would tell you (laughs) in high school before you go to bed glass of whole milk and peanut butter and jelly Interesting. Interesting. I have a friend who he's one of those jerks too that still isn't like he's still a beanpole mm. and is like, yeah, I'd still eat my peanut butter and jelly every night to try to keep my weight on. It's like, dude, screw you. <laughs> you you want to put some weight on? Drink twelve beers a day. That'll get that'll get you some weight pretty quick. That's true. It really, really will. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about some of this other news here briefly. Severe Wheeler goes down with an ankle injury, and Roush. Not to pretend to know any idea how long he's going to be out, what to anticipate, 
is the Duke game in question? Because you know sometimes high ankle sprains they can they can last they can easily last a month. There, there's no uh, there's no questioning that. What I, I whatever if Kentucky has to play Duke without severe Wheeler one I think we should still be fine. I really do. Two, hopefully if it is an ankle injury, it's not going to be a long term. What I am most bothered by is I don't want to – I'm already annoyed. It's twofold. I'm already annoyed with Calipari's little coyness, playing coy with the injury report, and I'm yep. already annoyed of people complaining about John Calipari playing coy with the injury report. I'm annoyed with both things already, and neither one has really even technically happened. But we have our first injury. Ooh. But and- see, TJ, you're missing the fun part of this, though, what makes this injury so unique that actually d- might make you giggle a little bit. Um, this happened during an open practice. So UK actually like, it's impossible for them to like hide it. Like there were two dozen, three dozen reporters sitting there watching it happen. And the thing that I even made my eyebrows raise higher was that like of people were just breaking the rules. The one rule they have at those practices is whatever you do, if there's an injury, you do not share it until we can give you an update after practice. That's the one rule UK has. And then Jerry Tipton just was like middle fingers up. He was the first one to tweet it out. Oh, I saw day of all the big J's. I saw, I saw Maggie do tweet it first out. And that was my first thought too, was like all these people are tweeting live practice stuff you're not supposed to do like you're not supposed to do the injury thing i wonder if they're gonna get mad about that and then the floodgates were open and everybody did it and she's bbing tonight too like the official uk one so i don't man i i do not know the if there was some uh pushback at all from uk i didn't hear any about it uh but man when i saw that stuff i was like oh gosh this is whoo Wonder, wonder what Eric Lindsay's thinking right now. He's he's got to be steamrolling out of his ears. He's telling folks, no more open practice for five years. You all blew it. You <laughs> blew it. We had one rule: you're not allowed to report oh, injuries. No. But Roush, come on, we know that that's not going to stop Calipari. We've seen players go down in games with injuries, and Calipari will come back three days later. No, I haven't even talked to him. No, yeah, no idea. No idea. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we saw it, Cal. Like, something's <laughs> not right with them. And you're, you're telling us you haven't seen them? Yeah, I'll get around to it when I get around to it. <laughs> I, I haven't seen them. And we're going to do that again. We're going to probably do that with Severe Wheeler. And, yes, folks, it is annoying. Not to the point where you need to, like, whine and cry and say, Cal Perry, what are you doing? It's their right to kind of keep that stuff if that's what they think is smart. Uh, but it is annoying. And I'm I'm not annoyed right now though, because I don't like it's football season still. You know, Big Blue Madness is Friday, but I mean, you know, I'll have it on the background of a tell. Like it's just it basketball is not a priority right now. Now, to your point though, um, if it's just a like like they held Lanceware out yesterday after he did pro day. Obviously, it's not anything that severe. Um Severe Wheeler? Oh, wow. Whoa. Is it a Wednesday? No. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but, you know, you, you just hope that Wheeler's a two, three-week deal where he's back in time for this Duke game. The thing that I'm more worried about, TJ, is that um, Kentucky is just not hitting any shots in the two times we've seen them. Now, it's... Early practices in the year, of course, they're not going to be polished. But 
I think there was one shot made in the 10 minutes that they showed during the pro day. And then yesterday, um, uh, uh, our good friend Drew Franklin joked that he was trying to shoot some video for like a highlight TikTok, and there were just there was one made shot. Like, well, supposedly Frederick couldn't miss, and I, I don't know. I, that, that, I'm interested. It's interesting hearing you say that because the reports I've read have mentioned that like the shootings looked solid or it hasn't really been a concern. Now I could totally see Drew doing that. And I could, and I, I know that he's telling the truth with that. Cause I've been there too, where it's just like, all right, I want to get this player doing something cool. I'm just going to sit here until he does it. And then 10 minutes go by and it's like, Oh, kind of an off game for this player. Yeah. So I could, I could see well, maybe there's just being a bad stretch where shots aren't dropping. I am not concerned in the slightest no, about shooting no, heading I, into this season. And, and, and here's the thing too. And I, I kind of appreciate like Jack mentioned Cal just blowing his whistle nonstop, stopping practice. No duh. Like, of course that there's going to be a lot of start and stop. Like they're not going to be close to even like not even in the same breath as a finished product at this point. It's October 12th, okay? It takes some time to get, I mean, even though we have experienced guys on this team, unlike before, not a lot of experience here together. Um, I mean, you know, you're bringing more back than normal, but there's still a lot of new pieces that had to fit into the puzzle. So, um, of course, it's going to be a little clunky, a little herky-jerky, a little sloppy early on. Uh, you just hope that, the injuries that held guys out like uh, Bryce Hopkins wasn't in full contact because of a back. I'm sure it's like a, uh, as, as somebody who's old and I, I can attest to like, you know, backs not feeling good today. I don't feel like banging around uh, CJ Frederick still not clear to do full contact stuff as of yet. So they're a little hobbled. And I, I think really my only worry is just like, Hey, you should be able to, you want to be able to do five on five stuff. And I don't even know if they had enough to do that yesterday. Interesting. Yeah. And it was severe going down and Lance going down. Maybe that, that would be the case. Um, I, I interesting that you're kind of taking a negative kind of tone with some of this stuff. I I'm, I'm excited with what uh, I didn't get to see the open practice, obviously, but reading all the different things that I did, CJ Frederick just supposedly doesn't miss shots. That's always cool to have that in your back pocket. Grady supposedly was kind of giving mints the business yesterday, which you may be saying, well, is that good news? Cause you're going to, you're going to be asking out a lot out of mints, but I'm fine with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. We know, we know mints is going to show up when he needs to. And that, that I'd take that more as good news with Grady kind of getting adjusted. Cause there were some rumblings that maybe he was a, sl- a little, uh, a little slower behind kind of catching up with the level of competition uh, in his own, on his own team in his own campus. But uh, that was good hearing Grady doing some nice things. Uh, pa, Jeff Drummond had some really nice things to say about Tati Washington. That's that's good. Yeah, Supposedly that guy, he's, just, he's, he's just on a, another level. So He's like a, I, a freshman going into his junior year, supposedly. I, I really – I remember that texter who kept complaining about not having a guy. I just want – I'm going to be – we need a name for him because I'm just going to be just – rubbing his nose in it every time Ty Ty just does something awesome. Really love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah, I I um I don't remember that guy specifically, but it happened in the spring and we were like, well there's no star players. It's like, well what if Ty Ty Washington's it? And it looks like it's definitely going to be it. He probably he, he probably should be probably will be. I, I will say that, that that sentiment seems to everybody that was kind of at the open practice, I shouldn't say everybody, but the uh, few different reports I read from open practice is that it's going to be a really good team. 
It's going to be deep. They should be able to do everything, score inside, shoot from the outside, penetrate. They've got passers. They've got shooters. They've got defenders. They've got shot blockers. They've got rebounders. It's got a little bit of everything. There's going to be a learning curve in terms of seeing who meshes well, the best, who plays well in the bright lights, who steps up to the plate with their three minutes left and everybody's tired and and it's easier to kind of take your foot off the gas on defense. We'll figure that stuff out as the season goes. But I, I do still think that's a fair that's a fair question that will need to be answered is all those things can be true and all those things can make Kentucky a national title team, certainly a Final Four team. But I do think when you look at national title teams, you do say, well, that guy's a superstar. Like that guy's in the conversation for one of the better players in college basketball. Will Kentucky have that? And maybe it's Ty Ty. I think he's going to be really, really good. I wouldn't say it's certainly a guarantee that you can hang your hat on that being the case. But that's that's going to be the sentiment, Roush, until we see a superstar. That's going to be what UK fans are talking about until we see it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in no rush. I'll be patient. Go beat Duke, and I don't care if there's not a quote-unquote superstar. But that, that's going to be what people are going to be, I think, kind of concerned about going into March is, all right, do we have the guy that can take over the game? You and I both agree if there is one on the team, it's going to be Ty Ty Washington for the most part, uh, or I'd be surprised if it was anybody else. So maybe it is going to be him. He could be a top-five draft pick, certainly could be a top-ten draft pick. That's good enough to win a national championship. People are going to be talking about it, though, all season. Until we see it, people are going to be talking about it all season. And maybe it'll be a maxi thing like a few years back where his first game he was just so dominant and, and played so well that we said, ah, all right, look, we got a star freshman. Sure enough, as the season went on, Emmanuel quickly showcased himself to be even a more yeah. important player yeah. than than Tyrese Maxey. But uh, if Ty Ty can have a big game early on, then maybe we won't get those questions. But I, I think you're going to get some UK fans rumbling about that, Roush, throughout the entire season. Oh, and I'm going to be ready to tell them to suck it. I just, man, it's going to be fun. Kentucky's going to be good at basketball. Yeah. <sighs> I can't remember who or where I saw it on Sunday, but I saw one reporter claim that Kentucky's backup team could beat any team in the SEC. Who said that? We got to get some names. Yeah, that, I'll have to go back and look. I can't remember who said it. Um, yeah, because I'm not buying it. I'm not buying okay. that either. Yeah, that's, that's why I bring it up. I just kind of wanted to hear your all's thoughts on it. Yeah. Just because Collins – yeah. I, I don't Although, have a ton gosh. of faith in Damian Collins right now. As a guy in the SEC going up against their physical style play, I think as like a three, four blocking shots and kind of using his athleticism around the rim, but from a physical physicality standpoint, eh, not too bullish yet. SEC is really good this year. I, I think Big Ten's better, but SEC's right there. And, I, and I, at the end of the year, I would not be shocked by any means if the SEC turns out to be better, but I do think the Big Ten's better. I think the SEC is better than the ACC this year in basketball. That's not often you can say that, but I think this year it probably does apply. Uh, Big 12, you got the defending national championship in Kansas are always going to be good, but uh, Texas is going to be dominant too. Big 12 will be good. Pac-12, <laughs> They may as well just give yeah, up on sports. Johnny Jazang. Now UCLA will be good, and you know Oregon seems to always like randomly be good here Gonzaga, or there. You know they're they're good in the Pac-12. Dork. Can, seriously, can they just not just put them? Can they? Just not? Don't even tell anybody. Like, don't even make it a big thing. Just like add them to the schedule. Don't tell anybody. Just add them to the schedule. The West Coast, the WCC is not even going to care. 
They won't notice. Throw them some hush money. And then let Gonzaga – it'd be better for Gonzaga too. Yeah. And that way they don't go three months without playing anybody worth of crap. And they could, I don't know, make some money from their conference. Like, it's a weird concept. Yeah, uh, but that would require the Pac-12 doing something instead of uh, making sure that no fans can go to their games and their recruiting continues to suffer. And uh, then they say they're not going to play football, and then they are, but then they kind of do, and then it's terrible. And uh, they, they can take out their suckets and they can suck it. But, mm. no, it's a – it's a uh, UK's going to lose a lot of games this year, Justin. They're going to lose – I don't know if I should say a lot, but they're going to lose plenty of games this year, and they're going to lose several in the SEC. The conference is too good. So, well, wherever, that was, wherever, you, wherever you saw that, that was that was silly. Well, and that was kind of my thinking as well. I mean, you got Alabama who's going to be really good. I don't know – too much else about the SEC, but I mean, Alabama alone is probably the best team in the SEC. Kentucky could be the best team in the SEC, but yeah, I don't, I don't buy, I didn't buy it either. That's why I just wanted to bring it up, see what y'all thought. Uh, maybe 15, the the second string Kentucky team would have been good. Hey, Dominic Hawkins there at the practice yesterday. Uh, always cool to see him. Just, he's fan favorite. Really wish UK could have gotten him a championship. He deserved it, whether in yeah. 14 or 15 or even 17, 17 the swan yeah. song. Uh, that was a that was a major bummer, but uh, always cool seeing him. He's great. Major and bummer. Reporting for duty. It's going to be a fun basketball season. Just need to get Severe Wheeler healthy. He rave reviews from him too. People kind of laughing at his shot a little bit and that's natural. We'll do that as the season goes on, but uh, supposedly was hidden here and there, which is fine, but we all know he's going to be more of a distributor, get in the paint, cause havoc defensively, get some steals, and uh, people raving about his quickness too. So we'll need that ankle to heal up sooner rather than later. All right, we're going to take our hour one break. We'll come back hour two. We'll get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, and Roush most likely turn this attention back to football. Yeah, yeah, right where we need it, baby. Ooh, and Maybe talk about what everybody's going to talk about today. I'm not sure what you're referring to, but we will definitely talk about what everybody's talking about. Biggest story in sports. We'll have more when we return. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. We will. We will. Nothing, nothing will keep us together. We can beat them forever. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning, Kentucky Getting prepared for what would be its biggest win in program history, heading down to Georgia. Cats are banged up, but so are the Bulldogs. We will talk more about that in hour number two. Keep the text coming in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Always great to hear from you all and see what's on your all's minds. Always uh, always funny stuff on the Thornton's text line. Keep them coming in, 502-414-1450. And we're going to get to the text line. we got to get to a few topics before that before we do. But I do want to give a shout-out to our friends at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy over off 
Exit four in Southern Indiana. It's uh, I'm very proud of my buddy, Big Money Mook, for going and signing up, not just for a lesson with Bobby Cook, but multiple lessons with Bobby Cook because he wants to get better at golf. And it's hard for us golfers to kind of make that commitment, take the next step to actually wanting to get better. But I promise you it's worth it. You do it, and then the next time you kind of play with your regular group of golf friends, they'll know something's up. And it's a it's a really cool feeling. And Bobby Cook is going to make you a better golfer. Doesn't matter how experienced you are or lack thereof. He has taken people that have just barely picked up a golf club before and allowed them to to grow their game, get a nice stable foundation. And it's a really really fun sport to learn. You're never too old. You're never too young to start figuring it out. He's over off Exit 4 in Southern Indiana. Go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com to learn more. You won't find better rates. You won't find better service. And you won't find a cooler setup than the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. All right, fun first hour there. Roush, you kind of teased it. I say we get right into it. Uh, in the blink of an eye, John Gruden canceled. See ya. Man. Yeah, that happened quickly because – when the news broke of his first email on Saturday, or yeah, I guess it was late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. No, it was before college game day came on. It was that sports center. That's how I remembered it. Um, it was an email from 2011 about DeMar Smith. And uh, at one point he called him dumb Morris, which is just like the most John Gruden insult you could possibly have. Just so childish, you know? Uh, it, but it also had a, you know, racial overtone kind of message as well in there where it's like, Ooh, can't be saying that John Gruden. But the whole time I'm thinking this from 10 years ago, what the hell are people doing with John Gruden emails from 10 years ago? Then we come to learn that it's one of a treasure trove of John Gruden emails that were uncovered when. Uh, the Fed, it was either the feds or the, I don't, I don't know who did the rating, but they raided the Washington football team facility be to investigate Bruce Allen and the entire organization for, I, I don't know if it's sexual misconduct or just workplace misconduct, either way for just being misogynistic jerks and John Gruden, it just sounds like he was on the email chain of all emails chains, just throwing out jabs to anybody and everybody uh name calling in some of the it, it's very funny to hear the new york times dress up like some of the insults they were throwing out there uh some of the ones we can't say on radio but some of them were, were very funny some of them were words that uh were said 10 years ago and played in movie trailers and you can't say now uh and some of them were also just like dude john gruden what Buddy, why are you typing this in group emails to like two dozen people? I know you're not expecting it to get out, but it's I, I think we understand why he's decided to resign because it's just uh it's there was a lot, a lot there. That's the, what you kind of were going there at the beginning is the most fascinating, or at least the most interesting, or the only part really that I'm interested in is how did an investigation into the Washington football team get John Gruden fired? And if you were following along last night when all this stuff was kind of breaking, the way it was portrayed to us fans was the NFL is leaking this stuff. They don't want to have to do anything with John Gruden just because 
that's a difficult precedent to follow. Hey, 10 years ago, you were saying some bad things. Like, how do, how do we handle this? But the way that it was being portrayed is that the NFL is just going to keep leaking these horrible emails about Gruden until either the Raiders did something or Gruden did something himself. And that's what supposedly he ended up doing and just saying, all right, I'm out. I'm tapping out. I'm uh, quit. You don't need to go anymore. Definitely not surprised that John Gruden um, had some not good looks on emails from 10 years ago. As oh, much they as, were, I, they, as they, mu- were, they were as uh, if you could like none of the things that John Gruden said surprised me for a second. Like he told Roger the, the way the tag, the New York times story was tagged and, uh, Goodell should go hide in his concussion protocol tent, like making fun of the league for taking concussion seriously. Oh, I love some of the things he said about uh, about Roger Goodell. May have been the most accurate stuff throughout the uh, the entire email, kind of going after him. But John Gruden, fifty eight year old. I, yeah, I bet if you go in the NFL, a lot of these coaches, and you go back to their emails from two thousand and four up to two thousand and fifteen. I bet a lot of people are going to be out of jobs. I bet a lot of people are going to have said things that they wouldn't think they would get out there and certainly wouldn't want to get out there. And I could totally see John Gruden just not even thinking down the road that this written stuff that I'm putting to people that, yes, I trust right now, that that couldn't get out there at, a, at another time or another place. Uh, I the, the, the him firing... I think maybe he could have been all right with just a couple of those emails or one or right. one of them. Uh, it was a long string of them. I still always just feel conflicted and weird about like decade long punishments. People change, people grow over time. Uh, people learn that happens. It should happen. It should always happen. Roush, when we first started doing radio, you have grown up a lot. You should. You have a kid. Uh, I'd like to think that I have, to some degree, a little bit as well. People grow, and they become better humans, or at least that's the goal. Um, so I always feel complicated about that stuff. It is what it is. I'm going to miss John Gruden in football, because that's that's what yeah. I think, sadly. Like, can he even do TV anymore? Not no, probably anytime no. soon, right? And, like, and, and I think the, the part, too, that it's different if it's like, like people are quick to forgive one or two but when it's the oh man this guy is like i said it's a trevor it's a treasure chest there's so much there that you can't really excuse it away and i mean what makes it even like to kind of uh, the derogatory language he had for homosexuals for gay people and he has the first active gay nfl player on his team like Yes, people can change, but the man, it, it's just, it's, you can see why he's just like, all right, I need to resign and get out of here because there's having to deal with that moving forward for his team would be, be tough, be real tough. Oh, it would be. Yeah. It, it'd be such a distraction. You, it, it's fair to wonder how you could prepare for games with having to have those conversations, several different conversations with a lot of different people, just kind of explaining why he did what he did, what he's learned, why that was 10 years ago and not today. But that's, that's a, that's a tough situation. Uh, that's going to make some people feel uncomfortable. I understand kind of how it all went down, but it's just, I, I, I know it, it's, it, you don't even want to kind of like defend that stuff, but we probably didn't use the growing up Roush in yeah. terms of homosexuality and words used in that fashion. We, it was kind of 
six, seven, eight, nine years ago that it was like, all right, n- not anymore, period. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it just, times do change, not to say that it was ever right or doesn't make any of that stuff ever right, but times do change. People do learn. And see, you know, a 48-year-old guy on emails back then probably just thought he was as safe as the morning dew, could rattle off whatever he wanted. Ooh, probably- this, was dur- this was big during the chain email, group email phase of America. Yeah. It, like, it's like when you watch an old office and you're like, oh, man, I forgot that chain emails were a thing. And I didn't know, too, like, the, like why is he even emailing these guys? And it's because him and Bruce Allen are boys. Mm-hmm. Allen was the GM for the Bucks when they were there. And uh, classic case of hitching your uh, wagon to a dumbass horse um, because Bruce Allen's a horse's ass. Ask anybody in Washington about that guy, and they hate him as much as they hate Dan Snyder. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, he, he, real big dumb idiot. Um, but I think, I think the other thing, too, that this – they at least mentioned it to a point. Uh, in that New York Times story, and it, it it seems kind of moot, but there's also the like how football works is the kind of it just showed the not incestuous relationship, but like it's a it's a good old boys club, or if you can break in, like you're that that, that crew is going to get a, a job somewhere else. Like Bruce Allen could be terrible at Tampa Bay, he's going to get a job at Washington, and he was going to keep that job for a long time until these allegations came out. Uh, until this stuff came out, John Gruden, he could have been bad enough to get fired by the Raiders this year and somebody else could have hired him, you know? Like, same thing with, with college coaches. Uh, how many Petrinos were coaching for Petrino, you know? Like, I mean, hell, my family, there's about there's three Brahms on that staff right now over at Jeff's. The Stoopses. I mean, it's a very much a... Uh, when you get in, you're good. And... They, th- this stuff is kind of shown like, man, these guys kind of get away with everything, and ex- except in this case, they're they're not getting away with this. Um, so I I I am going to be sad to not have uh, Gruden around. Uh, the knocking on tables with hard knocks that was fun. He in in like can Frank Caliendo can he still do John Gruden impressions? Probably well, not. Probably well, not. They might be even funnier now. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> the right jokes oh man hey speaking oh. of funny speaking of funny a parody account on twitter said i hope they don't cancel the nfl halftime show snoop and eminem have uttered a few misogynistic and anti-gay sentiments over the years good point it, 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 and that's that's another thing too it, it, is that like oh boy yeah, you know it's weird how like the some things from 10 years ago like and, and again yeah. I'm not going to bat for John Gruden. Don't know the dude. Those emails were certainly a bad look. He needed to be smarter than that. I'm not surprised that he wasn't. Um, Not giving him a pass either. I just always feel kind of complicated about the canceling stuff for so many years away. If this would have been an email from yesterday, get him the hell out of here. If he's that dumb and that stupid, then absolutely get them the hell out of here. So I'm always complicated on stuff like this, as I've mentioned. But, Roush, the interesting part to me is this seemed like, hey – they're really poking around the Washington football team. Owners around the league, you all have my back. Let's go after let, – let's avert the attention to Gruden. Yeah. It's just weird how, like, yeah. this – what well, was what was Allen saying back? We never saw any of those emails. And, and why was – you know, why did Gruden feel so confident 
making such dumb emails to Allen on his work account that he wasn't probably at least getting some something back from Allen that made him think like, hey, we're boys. This is fun. We're right, having a good time. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Why didn't that no, stuff you, ever come out? You're, you're right. Uh, and it also makes me think, too, that they were upset that more people weren't fired up over the Demar Smith one so that it was like, all right, we've got to go nuclear on Gruden. And I, I guess it's just because Goodell was in Gruden's crosshairs that that's why he became like an easy target. But man, uh, the, the behind the scenes of this story is incredibly intriguing. Incredibly intriguing. It is. I just can't. And we're going to get, get a lot more of it. And Gruden does deserve his side to kind of tell his story. He kind of gave the sorry if you're offended, which, again, not surprising coming from Gruden. I think he only knows football. Anything outside of football, Gruden's an idiot on. I just can't help but think of somebody like Bill Belichick today scrambling through his emails trying to see what he needs to delete. Yeah, I also it, think Belichick is one of the rare, like, oh, no, wait, you know what? He probably even does email. But I, I can't see him as being a – let me go. Gruden's definitely got the kind of old school jock vibes about him where he wants to be cool around his buddies. And a lot of the people in those emails were rich people like who owned Outback Steakhouse and the Hooters. Guy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't see Belichick as caring that much about it, but they're, they're definitely, uh, man, it, it did take me back to like old chain emails. Like if you do not forward this, you will die. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that used to always scare me as a kid. It'd be like a picture of a really <laughs> like the girl from the ring or something. It'd be like yeah. four of this to five people or she'll be by your bedside at 3 a.m. And it'd be like, all right, this is so dumb. That scary girl's not going to. But it'd be like, but what if she is like, what if this is the email of all emails that like that I need to actually pay attention to this one? Uh, yeah, that was a wild time. Wild time on the Internet. Although mm -hmm. 2011 was like. Seven years past that, for the most part. Gruden still should have been smarter, and not even so much smarter, just you're 48 like years yeah, yeah, you're 48 years old. Act like an adult. Right, right. It's, um, it's a little different if it's kids. Still doesn't make it right, but it's a little different. You're 48, man. Seriously. Grow up. Grow up, buddy. Um, I, I kind of want to switch back quickly to a subject we were talking about before we got off air, because we, we found out who was – the person that said this that that brought up justin's question about the kentucky basketball team they're back the second team could win the sec he said it on the sunday morning sports show with larry vaught we even had somebody tweeted us to tell us that so tom hart a guy who knows the sec pretty well and watched them practice before all the pro day stuff when he broadcasted on sunday had that to say tj does that does that change your mind at all that it was coming from that source no it makes me think a little less of tom hart to be honest i love tom hart i won't ever really think less of tom hart but tom that's dumb no 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 kentucky's second string would not win the sec well I, I i want the first string if the first string can win the sec that means you're probably a one or a two seed maybe maybe at worst a three so I, i'll settle for the first uh, uh, first string doing really good stuff. It was weird coming from Tom Hart. It, it was strange, but uh, I love Tom. I, I hope he's right. If that if that means if he's right, then folks buckle up. Yeah, that would be pretty great. But yeah, I just 
I don't know. Um, it's going to be a fun basketball season, but I, I don't think it's going to be 2015, 2012, or even 2010 fun where we're looking at one or two losses at the end of the season or zero losses. But I think it's going to be like a 2017-ish. They were a two seed, and that was a dominant season. But they lost They lost several games. Uh, 2010, they didn't lose so many. That that wasn't the, the best example. 20, 2019, they lost some games. Still a really good season. I think it's going to be more along that mold than it will, and same with 2020, until obviously the tournament was canceled. I think it's going to be more of that mold where good, fun, mm-hmm. exciting, not like all-time great. Right, right, we're, right. We're talking like history sort of deal. And that's okay. Coming off last season, I think I would – uh, I would have settled just for let's make a tournament. This team should be a title contender and make a Final Four run. That's that's fine by me. I don't know if we need to get into the hyperbole, but Tom Hart's seen more of this UK basketball team than I have. That's worth bringing up and mentioning. I hope he's right, Nick Roush. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would also think he would have a good perspective on other SEC teams. But there's also, I think, a, a part of, being there for a big Kentucky basketball and football weekend and maybe getting caught up a little bit in the, you know, in the moment to where if nothing less it, my, uh, the one thing I think we can agree to take away from is like, well, he really thinks this is going to be one of Kentucky's better basketball teams. That's good. That's good. That it's, it's backing up kind of like what you said that we thought that this team can be a legit contender. So I, I will take it for that. And that's it. Yeah, and you may be saying, TJ, why do you think they're going to lose so many games? Uh, you're saying that they're a title contender. Maybe they will win those games. It's just a tough schedule. It's just you're, you're playing some tough road games. Uh, you're playing some tough neutral site games. You're still kind of figuring out these pieces and mixing and matching them, and uh, that, that's going there's going to be some learning curves with that. It's it's going to be it's going to be a fun year, but it's going to be challenging, and and there's going to be some losses. And luckily, Roush, we know. Kentucky fans always handle that stuff really, really well. Don't overreact. So it should be good. Should be just fine. Let's get to this Thornton's text line. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you some time. It's going to save you some money. That's most important. Every time you go and fuel up at the Thornton's, you know it, I know it. They're everywhere. So go out of your – well, you don't even have to go out of your way, but make a note to go to Thornton's. You're going to have that app. You're going to save money each and every time. That stuff adds up. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo, Alex Cupper, and all the fine folks at Thornton's. And shout out to you all texting on in, 502-414-1450. First text in the show, did you all see the video from a mile and a half away from the stadium? You could clearly make out the blue-white chant. It gave me cold chills. Go Cats. I uh, did not see that, no. No, I, I did not see it either, and I'd like to see it, Texter. So how about the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page, if you yeah, feel inclined to – to do that, we'd love to hear from you there, uh, or we'd love to see it there, or tag us in a tweet on it, because I would like to see that. I love those types of videos. It was a great atmosphere. Blue-white chant, that's becoming like the thing, I guess, in the stadium, but it sounded really good on TV for what it was worth. kind of sounded haunting a little bit. I always think it's those a great, are- It's a great second down chant. Yeah. They, they'll bring it up on the scoreboard when there's a little bit of a lull. Fans get into it really fast. And then it kind of carries over into third down. So it's uh, I really like the timing of it that the, the folks at Kroger Field have implemented it. Yeah, they, they've done a good job. The game day atmospheres at Kroger Field have been great all season. And keep it up. Keep it up. And by the way, UK needs to sell out that Tennessee game. There's really no reason not to. 
its arrival to begin with. Kentucky's having so far a historic season. At that point, you could be seven and one. You could be undefeated, well on your way to a college football playoff appearance. And secondly, we don't want a bunch of nasty orange filling up that stadium. So do if you if you can, if you're available, go to that game. You'll be happy that you did. Everybody that's gone to them have has raved about the atmospheres. And Roush, that should be my first game back to the Krogue. I'm I'm excited about it myself. Mm. But uh, UK being able to sell three straight sellouts during an ongoing pandemic and just in a day in a, a day and age roush where stadiums arenas mlb professional nfl nba and that certainly goes down to the college level aren't packing their places nfl may be a slight exception but not even everywhere for what it's worth for Kentucky to be able to sell three straight sellouts, that's what we talked about in the offseason. Players will want to play for that. Mark Stoops will want to coach uh, at a place like that. So, you know, as always, fans got to do their part. They've done it every step of the way so far this season. You've got a chance to make a little bit of history, too, because I, I would wonder when the last time UK's had three consecutive sellouts would be. That's on the line. So make the trip to Lexington. going to be a fun time. They're going to beat Tennessee. It's going to be a real hoot. One text from the Thornton's text on says two shows in a row. My texts aren't red. Wow. Every text every day. My butt go cats. Hey, second buddy. I thought we did read it. One of the, te- I don't know what the second one was, but one of the texts was uh, having a new week old baby basically saying, you know, I can't believe you're going to try to go to the Packers game or good luck. Uh, he was, he or she, whoever the sexer is kind of ended up being right. I didn't have the guts to end up doing it, mm-hmm. but have a cool wife, got the green light to go if I wanted to, and uh, ultimately decided, though, it was just going to be too long of a day and my lack of sleep, too. Yeah, um, yeah, that would be exhausting. So Yeah, so, but anyways, there'll be other games and there'll be other times and all that good stuff. Ooh, we've got a soccer text to help you all out with why the U.S. played so much worse against Panama. The coach changed the whole lineup and went with the older lifers instead of our young guys, which especially ML- hurts us. Older, in- ML- older MLS lifers. Oh, wow. I thought they were just misspelling something. That's really bad. MLS lifer? Well, they stink. They had only two of those young, talented players in starting 11. The coach was hired because his brother was the CCO of the U.S. Soccer Federation, and he has been awful. He continues to pick his MLS guys, and we have better options all around the world. It's very frustrating. That is frustrating. Uh, I love USA Soccer. Right now, with everything else going on, I'm not able to kind of read up on it as much as I would like, so I appreciate you sending this text in. That seems dumb, uh, especially coming off a nice win against Jamaica where some of the younger guys really shined in that game. Yeah, I didn't didn't realize that. So thank you. They'll play again Wednesday night. Just win. Just win. And you can't lose. That you can't. You got to at least get the tie, at least get the draw. But uh, appreciate you sending that in. Another texter says, "Remember when Scooch said Indiana was a better than Kentucky at football?" <laughs> <laughs> Probably my worst take on this show so far. Oh, oh no, it's not your worst take on. This uh, show. Was, on. You're being looking back. Looking back now, that, that was pretty bad. I, I just uh, I didn't really like. Yes, I, I understood why you fans were excited about their offense, but like. I, do do does the average football fan Roush? This kind of applies to IU fans, kind of applies to U of L fans. Those are the people we kind of butt heads with and talk, you know, a little back and forth, fun, all good spirited. Obviously, do they not understand how important trenches are in college football, and that like IU and U of L are nowhere near Kentucky at that regard? 
Right. It's because I don't understand. They don't I just val- don't. They don't value don't, the, yeah, the trench play. I, I just don't understand it. And there is a great equalizer with that. And you have to have an absolute superstar quarterback. Could that have been Penix? Maybe, but like God forbid, people kind of waited and see and saw how he looked. And then with U of L, Malik Cunningham's having a hell of a year. He's really playing well. But it kind of just goes to show what else is around him and what else they've got going on. So uh, trench is really, really important. Teams, the best in the trenches don't always win football games, but the other team better have something special if they're going to, because that's every single play, Roush, that that's Mm -hmm. getting used. Every single play. Even if you've got a star wide receiver or running back, they're not, they're not involved every single play. The trenches are, though. So you best be good there, and yep. you best have depth there. And I, w- I, I wouldn't pretend to be an expert on IU's offensive or defensive line, but I, w- I would know that it's probably several steps below Kentucky's uh, on both sides of the ball. So that's, can, why, I, that's, why, I always kind of, that's why I always kind of felt confident there, Justin. It's just like, yeah, IU, I'm glad. And you will, I'm, I hate that it kind of blew up in your faces. It, you specifically, the rest of IU fans, it makes me laugh, to be honest. But um, I got it. The offense was going to be fun. You're building off a fun pandemic season where you all got completely hosed by the Big Ten. But that stuff doesn't happen overnight. It takes – It takes. It, trust us, it, it's a slow process. Who you telling? I've been watching it build for 32 years. Still ain't nowhere. Oh, no, I think you're finally – like. I think you maybe finally no, have the we're, we're right on the precipice. There I you think go. You, you've got the coach. You just got to start building depth, and you got to start getting the talent in Indiana because there are a lot of good players in Indiana. And so. I think that's what we told you last year, or in, leading into the season, was that it just takes some time to build up. It, yeah. you, it does. You're, Y'all did. You're, you're in like you, you're in where Kentucky was in 2016. You got the nice upset over Penn State, like Kentucky did over Louisville. You felt good about yourself, but you're not there yet. You're not there yet. You'll get there one. Only day. five more years. Thanks for the positivity, Nick. Sweet. There we go. Uh, were LSU fans really complaining about us being rude hosts? I was quite lubricated from Keeneland, and after McLean's touchdown, I started shaking hands and said, thanks for coming in my best Coach O voice. They got offended by that, then they can suck it. I- I'm guessing, TJ, you just saw that on some LSU boards or something? or some Yeah, tweets. yeah, and there were some tweets as well, just replying to, like, game threads and stuff like that. And then somebody was telling me that uh, a caller called into your ex-boss's show and said that somebody peed on him in the game. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. That was, it, yeah, they were drunk. But it wasn't an LSU fan. It was, like, a UK fan. Yeah, that, that you know, it just still kind of goes, that, that's wild. That the one is, thing I didn't get from the story, was he trying to pee in a cup? Or did he just like pee his pants? Wow. I didn't. I didn't hear the. I didn't hear the story. That's, but a, te- that's a texter, the one thing I don't get. Yeah. A texter's asked if I'd heard anything crazy from Section Twenty One. I think is what they said. And no, obviously I had not. And they told me that that story was told. Uh, I had a buddy in college. I think it was maybe the UK Auburn game that uh, he peed in a popcorn bucket in the stands and was was not kicked out by ushers they didn't know about it but was kicked out by his peers being like get the hell out of here you idiot like you just peed in a popcorn box get out of here get get so uh he did and uh good time was had by all maybe it was south carolina that was south carolina game that was a comeback win 2010 that was a good time great time that was uh no I, i did see that from several different lsu fans but i think somebody was just bitter that they got their tails handed to them yeah suck it tigers those tiger tails. Let's take, our, tiger let's, take a, let's take a let's take a let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll keep going on the Thornton Stex line. We got a long way to go. You all are killing it today. 502-414-1450 is the number. You just shoot that a text message like you would 
your uh, your favorite uncle, if you will. All right, let's go to a break. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Shut up, Meg. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you spending it along with us. Remember, replay of the show comes on again after we get off the air, and you can always catch Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Leave a rating and review if you didn't mind. We're always appreciative of that. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. The replay of the show will not be happening too much longer, Nick Roush. Nope. Only another week. Because Get the bigger. We're getting X here. The big X, just all time big and X X the Xiest we've ever been. Man. What do we do? We get beers with spears. He he took uh, a little bit of the summer off. He's back. What do we do? We get Mike Rutherford. Been off the air uh, for, for a couple of years. Best U of L voice on radio. Reasonable, actually, which is kind of hard to find from that fan base. Uh, does great job. Is the Big X done? Are they finished? Nope. You sure as hell bet they aren't because they go and they get just the tip, Michael Bennett, and he had a good thing going. Him and... Him and uh, Shannon the Dude, they had good chemistry. A lot of folks love just listening to their shenanigans. Shannon the Dude won't be coming with Michael Bennett. So what does Michael Bennett do? Goes and gets a Hall of Famer, Alan Cutler. Mm-hmm. Alan Cutler, be... the mustache. Man, that that show. Bring your track shoes, baby. Hilarious. The confrontation there is inevitable. And I cannot, I cannot wait to hear them just go back and forth. Cutler, uh, if some of our listeners may recall, this you were actually out on your wedding, um, but his final week on the job, he spent about thirty minutes on the Big X on the backside at Churchill Downs. So love me some Alan Cutler, love me some Michael Bennett, bringing them together. It's going to produce plenty of fireworks uh, that will come on right after our show gets over with at uh, nine a.m. I got a behind the scenes last week when we tested, or I guess two weeks ago, we tested audio for them. So they did a little 10, 15 minute show. You guys are right. It is going to be explosive. There's going to be fireworks. They're going to constantly be yelling at each other. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's it, be it, so it, funny. It, it'll definitely be a different vibe from this show. They will get better guests on than this show. They'll, I should say more frequently. When we get guests on, we get the the cream of the crop, the best of the best, but they'll have guests on. I'm sure consistently Cutler with his connections. I'm sure they'll have some big names as well. They will. I would, I'm just guessing here based on their interactions on Twitter. They're very mean to each other on Twitter, which uh, is interesting. They're going to have more of like a, a first take vibe to our laid back normal radio. Well, and the thing is too, is, Michael can say some ridiculous stuff, so he needs somebody to call him out. And I cannot wait for that person to be Cutler because Cutler, he he does not call people out with kitty gloves. He's just 
a brash New York jerk about it. And I mean that in the most loving way possible. And I that's why I cannot wait to hear these two guys go at it. Uh, I, I also appreciate that like we're kind of the young guys. They're kind of the old guys. Uh, so we've got to make plenty of barbs at their expense in that regard. So I'm excited. We're getting bigger. We're getting Xier. Uh, cannot wait to see the te- uh, the, the Texan feuds. I'm sure is going to amp up even more. So it's it's going to be something else. Really excited for it to happen starting next Monday. Yeah, you start uh, you start by turning it over to the Big X at seven for KRC. Then you'll get Michael Bennett and Cutler. Then you get the Hoosier report. Then you get beers with Spears at noon. At that point, you're almost done with your lunch, and you you are done with your lunch, and you've only got four hours left in your workday. If you want to get a little break from sports radio, you got Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins on the Big X from one to three, and then you get Mike Rutherford with some U of L talk to take you home from three to six. That is nearly 12 wow. hours what a day. well and then, and then if it's a then if it's a friday you get your boy on the call of a game so it's even oh, more mm, yeah Magoots under the friday night lights so big things happening at the big x and I, I can't help but think that if krc doesn't kind of have some of the success that we had earlier on a lot of this stuff may not happen so big thanks to you all for allowing this station to grow as this show has grown and high, high tide raises all boats, baby. So we're, we're wishing them the best. I'll be tuned in almost daily and excited to have uh, from 9 to 11. That, that's going to that's gonna be great. That's going to be really, really good for the station. And I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. There's going to be some fireworks, baby. And I can't wait to, to see it all play out. But that's starting next week. So you won't have the replay forever here. Uh, it's going to be interesting. The way that they treat each other on Twitter. It's very, very entertaining. All right. Uh, let's get back to this Thornton's text yep. line, unless you have any quick hitters. I do not. I have plenty of good quality text on the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. Have you all seen the amount of tickets available for the Louisville Boston College game? $10 tickets are plentiful. Embarrassing. It, it's it's really it, the speaking of Mike Rutherford show. They talked about that yesterday. He, he is just like speechless when it comes to the fans. He's past the point of like you, you can't try to tell fans to go. They're not. He he was just like you can't tell folks to go because they're not going to. Like this is going to be our crowds the rest of the season. We just got to get used to it this year as much as it sucks. And sadly, it is true. Which allow me to remind you, Kentucky fans, let's really hit it home with them and make that place blue like it was in 2018. That's I can't think of a worse thing to happen than to have your rival come into your house and at kickoff have more fans there. After the game, Roush, you know, Kentucky unfortunately has been on the wrong side of some blowouts, even to U of L and even to Tennessee. Well, certainly to Tennessee, but where you have those fans just basically acting like the place is theirs. That's generally right. at the end of the game. To have that stuff at the beginning. That that's that's bad for recruiting. It's bad for the program. It's bad for everything. Uh, that could be a big party night for Kentucky, capping off what could be maybe the most historic season since 1950. Uh, you're gonna want to be at Papa Murphy's. Don't call me Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. Cardinal Stadium. So let's make uh, that the KRC game. I will. Yeah, fine with me. I'm fine with that. I will be there. We will have a great setup. I love it. I love when Kentucky plays at Louisville. Not anything rivalry-related, Roush. It is such a breath of fresh air to drive 10 minutes to a game. Oh, man. It's awesome. <laughs> Especially, I mean, I'm a stone's throw away. So, oh, yeah, for uh, you. I enjoy it quite a bit. 
And the thing that's also kind of nice too is usually that's like whenever uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend. So Brooke will like, we'll do Thanksgiving here and then she'll go up and visit with her family. So as soon as the game's over, like it's just celebrating with the boys, a big Kentucky win. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Should be a real hoot. And uh, that I don't really blame you though, fans. I, I think part of it's, I mean, one, how you can't be overly inspired with this team, even when they play all right. It's just an average football team. But secondly, I think a lot of UL fans, the bad taste in their mouth from the service for that first game was that Central, not Central Florida, was that Eastern Kentucky? Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. I think a lot of folks just said, I, I ain't coming back. The team's yeah. not good enough for me to have to put up with that crap. And I can't blame them. Like you said, first impressions sometimes go a long way. And for that being the first game and the service being like that, I'm sure some folks just said, no, thank you. I would still just go because it's easy to like if if I was a Louisville fan and I'm living where I'm at now, it of would course. be just a casual, you know. This is like, oh, let me go to the game and watch. I don't I don't understand. I, I I get watching basketball games from home and liking that more because that's kind of how I roll. But like with football, it's a big event. I don't know why I I I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to get out and enjoy the socializing. You know what I mean? I, I agree with you. And my, my UL friends, they go. They're still going to the games. I would keep my expectations low, my beer count high, and plan on leaving in the middle yeah. of the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bada exactly. boom, bada bing. Uh, the, it doesn't sound like a bad Saturday either. A texter mm -hmm. says, let's go Red Sox. Man, that was great. Mm. Walk Red off Red in the ninth. Rocket, Tampa Red Sox going to the ALCS, baby. Oh, it feels good to whoever that Tampa texture is. You you ripped out my soul in the NFC championship game. And trust me, I'd much rather have that one a million times over. But this one felt pretty good. And this one was unexpected where I was totally expecting Green Bay to win in the NFC championship game. So suck it, Tampa. Feels good to get one. Get one on you, buddy. Uh, whoever you are, I'm sure you're listening. But take that. Rays were good. That, that uh, I'd be really disappointed if I were the Rays. Oh, man. I would just be disappointed that I would have to cheer for a team that plays in a stadium that's that terrible. That's true. Man. That's true. People forget that. Uh, somebody said, Nick, I didn't see you tweet about it, so I wanted to make sure you knew that Lamar fumbled on the goal line <laughs> again. And you know what? I think me uh, – oh, and he said that text was a lot more fun before the Colts pooped the bed. Well, I think I'm partially responsible for the comeback because I didn't rub Lamar's nose in it. So he ended up having – 400 yards and completed 85% of his passes, zero interceptions, I think four touchdowns. So that was like one of those never happened in NFL history kind of stat lines. So good for Omar. He's got more yards, I think, than Trevor's Philadelphia Eagles. Like, That's as, crazy. Like, That's crazy. Like the entire team. So suck it, Trevor. Texter says Terry with the Ravens and Survivor had it, had it the, had it all the way. I got lucky. <laughs> I got lucky. Never a doubt. I was ready to say goodbye to my Survivor team in week five, but live to fight another day. We're down to 21 in the KRC pool, so uh, we're getting we're getting there. I noticed I'd only picked AFC teams so far in Survivor. I'm not hmm. there's no rhyme or reason with that. I I don't have any grand strategy. Some people are like, well, I need to save this team for then, or I need to save this team for that. Maybe here or there, if I know that, like, hey, next week they're playing the worst team in the NFL, I can kind of stockpile them one more week. Maybe I'll do that a little bit, but it's called Survivor for a reason, baby. You just got to pick one team that's going to win each and every week. I don't care if it's the best team in the NFL. I don't care if it's the worst team. If I feel like they're going to win, 
I take them, and here I am moving on to week six. No big deal. Wow. No big deal. Have you guys seen the video of the A&M kickers family taking down Alabama? It's awesome. Not too many teams can say they've done that. They're halfway through the season with two losses and are crying historically waiting for the kick. It's a little too much for me. It is like, I'm glad you said that texture overall. Love the video. Big fan of it. But like there is, it, it does kind of just show how, how freaking much we get caught up in sports. And if my yeah. wife, if my wife's listening, she's like, you're one to talk with saying that, but like yeah. it, no, no, it's great. That's like if that if that was your kid or your wife or you know, what I mean, like being in that moment. I'm not, not. I'm not crying. I'm wouldn't. not crying. Oh, I would be. Uh, no, I wouldn't be crying either. I would be. Crying I'm enjoying afterwards. it. But I, certain people awesome. have different emotions at different times. I have mine would not be tears, but that's just that's their emotions. They couldn't handle it, and I, I love. can't blame them. I love sports. That shows how important it is to folks. But like you can tell that they're miserable in that moment. Like they're not happy. They're miserable and scared in that moment. And then when he makes the kick, they can finally let, let their hair down or in her instance, jump onto the field. But like you should be proud of them if he makes the kick, misses the kick, not to insinuate that they're not. But you're, you're building that stress yourself by getting that worked up. Um, but easy for me to say, I suppose, from a thousand miles away. Who has the SEC leading rusher? Who has the SEC leading wide receiver? Who has the better SEC rushing attack? Hint, and ain't Georgia. Go Cats. Go freaking Cats. I would uh, assume that means it's Kentucky then. Yep. It's Kentucky. I do. I, I am. Maybe I'm really, really dumb, Roush. I think Kentucky is going to be able to run the ball on Georgia. Like, is Rodriguez going to have 150 yards? Are they going to do what they did against LSU? No. But I think Kentucky is going to be able to move the chains a little bit. Hmm. I hope you're right. I, I think UK's offensive line is just too good not to. Like, I think they are better than Georgia's defensive line, as dumb as that, that may say. I don't think Kentucky's going to break a lot of long ones. Georgia's the, too disciplined. See, that's the, the the problem is that at the second level, turning a four-yard run into a 12-yard run is much more difficult against this team. Like it's, yes. It's, it's, it, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be frustrating because making guys miss just doesn't happen very often. Um, so it's, it's going to be a grind. Uh, luckily I think Kentucky is built to grind it out. You just got to take care of the football and be patient. Speaking of grinding, how happy is urban Meyer with the Gruden news? Oh man. Gotta be ecstatic. He's probably like, I'm going back to that club. I'm in, I'm untouchable, baby. His quote, about, unlike the girls at the club, they were like, what do you need to do to get better? And he's like, well, my goal is to have 250 rushing and 250 passing yards. And somebody quote tweeted that it's only happened 33 times in the history of the National Football League. 33 hey. times in the history of the NFL, and that's going to get you your one win, your first win as an NFL head coach. God, thank God. Uh, Texter since in a Lamar Jackson stat. Had 504 out of the Ravens, 523 yards tonight on offense. The Ravens were down 22-3 to with a minute left in the third quarter. Lamar, 33 of 40. 37 of 43, 442 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 62 rushing yards, 104.5 passer rating. I just, I can't get over my buddy being there for that game. Like, you want to talk about the best game to go to? <laughs> A crazy come from behind win where your favorite player plays out of his mind. Oh, that place had to be crazy last night. 140.5 passer rating, by the way. 140.5. What did I say? 100. I, I think I meant to say that, but. Glad Either. you corrected. 
A texter says, uh, go dogs, sick them from an opposing fan. Where does UK muster up enough points to keep this entertaining? I'll be in Athens for the show. That's for Mace. Hey, Ace, why don't you why don't you take it out and give it a big old suck, buddy? Uh, honestly, a lot of Will Love is running the football. I th- that's And I, th- I think they can get – they, they, I think they need to get 24 to win. I think they can get 17. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure I can see that happen. I can see Wandell Robinson getting loose because – there ain't a guy that can cover him in the Southeastern Conference. Um, I can even foresee a scenario with Chris Rodriguez. But Levis can be a difference maker if they're going to go too high safety. And I, that That's like the kind of old school NFL stuff. Play too high safety, man up. And Levis is the guy who doesn't have a man on him. Uh, so he can be the real difference maker in the running game. Ace, we appreciate you texting in. Congrats on having a pretty awesome team this season. And I just make it. Kentucky needs to be in there, be within 10 points, two possessions at worst in the fourth quarter, and and crazier things have happened in football games. Roush, I can't help but think, and you could maybe say this for any big-time football game, so it's a little, it's a little cliche, I suppose, but what Kentucky does on those third and fours, third and threes, third and twos, third and fives, that will determine if UK's got a chance or not. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of those. You're, drives you're, alive. You're right. going to run on first down or, or and run on second down, or you maybe do a quick pass to get like three or four yards, and then you'll run it, and you'll get another three yards or so, and you'll get in those third and shorts, and Kentucky needs to find ways to convert them. You, you I, and I'll leave that up to Liam Cohen and Mark Stoops figuring out how to do it. I wouldn't mind every so often taking a shot, but then if you take that shot and you don't get it, Roush, then you're uh, then you're punting, and that's concerning. Or you run it. You're going up against a nasty Georgia front, which we've already talked about, and then maybe you make it a fourth and one, and then you got Will Levis. Maybe you go for it. I'm going to need Stoops to be a little aggressive here. Not so much on play calling in terms of taking shots every every other play or anything like that. Just on those fourth and ones, I'm going to need him to trust his offensive line. Exactly. Uh, and he kind of goes back. And, I, I'm scared he's going to be concerned in this game, just saying, hey, I don't want to lose it too early. I don't want to lose it too early. I want to stay in this thing. So I think he's going to be conservative, but I, I think he needs to maybe be a little more aggressive. One texture says the FBI is literally investigating why the McFlurry machines are always broken down. I actually looked it up. Yeah, the FTC yeah, it's corruption. federal it's, it's corruption trade. Yeah. Uh, Long story short, that like the people who make the machines are not making them to be operational. Yeah. Yes, they're ma- they're making them where they have to be fixed, and there's only one company that can fix it. So it's this like sweetheart deal of right, right. right. Uh, it, it's and guess who's suffering? All us ice cream lovers. White Castle has the best fast food breakfast. That's a bad tax, unfortunately. You know what? I've heard good things about it. But I've never had it. It's okay. It's okay. It probably is is okay. It it is probably a little underrated when you think of like White Castle breakfast. But I've got it. I've got it below at least four other places. So maybe it's actually properly rated. I don't know. It's not. It's not great. It's definitely not the best. Texter says Bojangles has announced plans to build a store on Poplar Level Road near Kroger. I'm guessing it would be by that Wendy's. Uh, sounds like by that Qdoba sort of deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, hell yeah. Let's go, Bo. Oh, near the Kroger. So it's actually a little further up, Barge. Yeah. Or so yeah. that's like oh, where that new oh, Planet Fitness. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's now Planet Fitness. And you're right. There is that Wendy's right there. Really um, happy they're fixing up that 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 area. It was just that was a desolate looking strip mall there for a little while. 
totally that the poplar level should be a little bit more lively at least if you're heading heading down from the waterson uh, but that that was like the, your first impression right off the water. And I totally agree with you. Uh, they're finally starting to that Bojangles. They'll they'll do well if they were putting a store there. So thank you for sending that in, Texter. Oh, another one confirms it. Bojangles come to popular level in Kmart parking lot. Boom, boom. That's huge. I listened to the football podcast and Freddie said something interesting, says one Texter on the Thornton's text line. When evaluating UK... Specifically, Levis, he noted that in the nil era, Freddie noted that he is grading these guys harder. Nick, I expected a response from you on that, but you kind of just moved on. Uh, Do you think it's fair to be harsher with grading these guys now, or is that unfair? I just found it curious coming from our quote-unquote John Ramsey of UK. That's from Mook. P.S. What a terrible Trevor take from last week. Yeah, just terrible by Trevor. Suck it, Trevor. The big guy, take out your socket, socket. Yeah, no, I, I mean that's that's Freddie's opinion. It's not mine. Like I'm not going to be much different, but I, I get it. You treat professionals a little bit different than you're going to treat college yeah. athletes. I've all, I've I've always I'm going to treat them the same that I always have if they're yeah, playing and, and, well. Which is kind of yeah. hard, like harsh at times when they played bad. Sure, like, sure. Call spade the, a spade. It's the context of sports too. It's not like we're saying if they have a bad game, they're terrible people and we never want to see their faces again, but we get paid to kind of talk about what we see. So when it's tough, we are tough. When it's nice, we can butt slap here and there. We are certainly not butt slapper radio. So uh, I disagree with Freddie there. I'm going to treat them the same, whether they're rolling in the dough or not. Uh, TC from Lexington here, boys. Scoots was referring to Tom Hart. Yep, said it on the show with Pilgrim. Oh yeah, I forgot that Jack is uh, on a trial run with that Sunday sports show. I don't. Good, I, he, good for Jack. Yeah, yeah. That's a. It's a. It's got a pretty big audience. So. Oh I, yeah. I know that you would not catch me dead ever on that show from nine a.m. to noon on a Sunday though. Like that is. You want yeah. to talk about a time that I'm not going to be working. I would have been all right. I'd be all right with that. It helped me get to the NFL games because sometimes those Sunday mornings just drag on. It's just like, I oh. please get to one o'clock so I have something to watch. Uh, so I wouldn't mind it. My first ever radio show was uh, WFRL, right? Am I getting that right? WRFL? WRFL? RFL, yeah. WRFL, yeah. In Lexington. It was Kentucky Fried Sports, 8 a.m., Sunday mornings, baby. Yeah, no, not never, never. It was so sad. Like, you know, at that point, your friends and people, they want to support you, but everybody was just like, 8 a.m. on a Sunday, there's not a chance in hell. Like, there's no way I'm listening to you. I was like, okay, yeah, I understand. I got that. As a college kid, Roush, that was not so fun. But But also, like, you know, if it was this morning, I would have been up at 4.30 a.m., or you know go to bed at 4 30 be on the radio four and a half hours later like this is not not in the cards a couple other folks tell us that it was tom hart we appreciate that a texture says that guy was kicking the ball at halftime was supposed to settle at the goal line and be touching it to win whatever the prize was instead of making the field goal i i didn't see that which is even a dumber contest like you're not kicking a field goal you're supposed to kick a ball and not hit a spot but to have the ball come to rest at that spot that's there's nothing but dumb luck. It's an oblong ball. You can't even like was that at the UK game? Make it roll and stop. Yeah, it was a terrible halftime contest. The, it's Chevy just trying to say we're going to give away a free truck without ever giving away a truck. Mm. Suck it, Chevy. 
Suck it, Chevy. A texter says, John here, good watch what you're doing morning. You know, I agree with TJ. What you did eight to ten years ago is more than likely not who you are today. I also agree with, there with Justin. What about Eminem? Also, what about the most recent news with Dave Chappelle? But Chappelle has the attitude of, I really don't care, get over it. Maybe that's the attitude some people should have, or maybe individuals shouldn't say these type of things at all, especially if you're not willing to stand firm in your thoughts, negative or positive. It is what it is. All I can do is pray for everyone. Got to go talk to you later. Uh, and that's, you know, I, I don't think John Gruden would want to stand firm with those opinions from 10 years ago. There's probably things I said 10 years ago, whether bad or good, that I wouldn't still believe to this day. Folks do change. I just, I'm a big fan of kind of allowing people to make mistakes and forgiving them and moving on. But in the NFL, it's a different animal because you've got 80 people under your watch and and that that can be tough and you're in the middle of the season. And um, I hope we see him back in football, whether broadcasting, coaching, he's entertaining. He's, he's entertaining. Maybe he's not the best dude in the world, but, uh, yeah, and I, you know, the rap, the the rappers and artists and entertainment and stuff like that. We don't have time. Who cares? You know, what what yeah, can we do yeah, about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I will say though, people love we we love to break down and we love to forgive. I think in due time he could make a comeback, but it just depends on how he handles it. Thankfully, he's not like uh, making it worse. Like he, he, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I still um, haven't watched the Chappelle stand up. Need to get around to that. Uh, we know the cats are good, but we shall see how good when we play on the road. Whole lot of homers to start. I don't, um, I don't know what they're if they're calling to. us homers. This is a UK radio show, correct? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that other one is. Uh, is there a picture? It didn't come in for me. Yeah, it's a broken uh, three wood driver. Okay, went golfing three times this weekend. My driver's back cover exploded off my driver around hole five on the second round. On the market for a new driver. Love to hear any recommendations. Now, don't go wherever Roush got. Yeah, yeah, don't don't get that one. All right, we got to hurry. As an older guy, I miss Trevor because I can relate to his non UFL perspective. Having said that, Dingus' ability to admit he's wrong when talking about his own team is refreshing. Oh yeah, Trevor never backs down. And you are right. We we miss a little bit of that like 80s and se- late 70s and certainly early 90s references. Trevor's a machine on that stuff. But, hey, you had Trevor all last week, so he, he ain't going anywhere. No, nope, not anywhere. Just sleeping in a little longer. Uh, says, thanks for taking – Yeah, go ahead. Thanks for taking my advice, Dugan. Look forward to the new show. And that's Keith tweeting to bring Michael Bennett to the Big X. And it ended up happening. Keith, you did it. You're the yep. you did it, buddy. Congrats about getting rid of your wife during Thanksgiving weekend, Nick. That's awesome news. <laughs> Thank goodness Papa Cardinal Stadium is located in the south end. Am I right? Ooh, other side of Central Avenue. So oh, we get so the tailgate lots, but that's not the south end. Got our last text in. We'll, we'll just wrap it up there. Uh, no need to go any further. That's our last text. We barely made it just before the nick of time. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Thanks for all the texts in the show. We will see you on Wednesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio.